this is Hannah Dasher, and you're streaming the Gaining Fast on Memphis podcast with Jillian and Aaron Schreiber. Welcome to the Gaining Fast on Memphis podcast with Aaron Shriver, brought to you by Arlo Revolution. Each week, Aaron connects melodies and memories with fans and artists from all genres of life. When all else in life is gone, only music will be left to leave the legacy of life's adventures. Please welcome your host for the Gaining Fast on Memphis podcast, Aaron Shriver. Hello and welcome everyone to Season 6 of the Gaining Fast on Memphis podcast, a place where you connect memories to melodies. I'm your host, Aaron Shriver. And I'm Jillian Shriver. <laughs> Our mission tonight is to provide a platform for motivated singers, songwriters, passionate fans, or someone who's making a difference in and around the music community. We hope everyone listening leaves inspired with a positive outlook and begins connecting their own memories to, out- to mem- mem- melodies. I can never, I never get through that ever anymore. <laughs> Tonight we are presented by our good friends at Arlo Revolution, cinematic wedding films, music videos, and promos. Find them at ArloRevolution.com. One Tree Planted. For every 1,000 downloads of the show, we plant a tree with One Tree Planted. Download the show today on your favorite podcast app. And then Poddex. Poddex are the hottest tool to get your next great interview. Unique interview questions in the palm of your hand. Our on-screen sponsors are Art on a Higher Wire by Joel, original custom artwork inspired by your life moments, treasured photos, and memories, and Shed Services. At Shed Services, we offer a full range of maintenance services depending on your needs. Find them at ShedServices.com. If you're looking for ways to support or sponsor Gaining Fast on Memphis, then please head over to our Patreon page. Tiers start at just $1. If Patreon is something you can't do, the next best way to support the show is to like, share, review, and subscribe anywhere you can find us. Uh, Remember, you can join us every Monday night or sometimes some Tuesdays, too, uh, at 7 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube, where you can interact with the show, ask questions, or join in on live chat with your favorite guests. Uh, Remember to visit the website, GainingFastOnMemphis.com, for concert reviews, photos, playlist links, and more. We're actually doing something really cool this weekend, so we, we can't really talk about it just yet, but we will be talking about it very, very soon. But a little filming project we got going on this weekend, so yeah. I'm excited for it. So do a little traveling. But tonight, I'm very excited, like I said, for tonight's show. We are welcome on, we're going to welcome on Ben Chapman for episode 135. Ben has been grinding away and working hard on his music career for years now, and his journey is a special one. Ben is making a name for himself as both a songwriter and an explosive performer. If you've not seen this guy play or see him live, man, you are definitely missing out. So (laughs) one of the best ones out there. But tonight, we are honored to discuss memories and melodies that make up his journey. We're going to welcome Ben Chapman on. What's up, dude? There you are. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Man, how you doing tonight, man? I'm so excited to have you on tonight. This is going to be a blast. Hey, likewise, man. I've been waiting on this all day. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to find it. It'll pop up. I, I'm going to share pictures while, while we talk. And uh, I was trying to find the picture of you and I from like three, four years ago, man, because I was like twice the size. <laughs> dude, that, that is, that's a long time ago right there. Oh ago. man. That's why I love, I love showing some pictures of the journey you've that's been on. Back man. When I had a, that's back when I had the short hair. <laughs> well, dude, we're going to start the show off kind of like we do every week with our guests. I like to throw it way back to maybe your first music memory that you could think of, maybe what your parents listened to around the house and then put that into your first concert experience, man. Cause everybody always remembers uh, something from that first concert they went to. Yeah, dude. Well, um, so my dad is like a classic rock head. So uh, I grew up on that kind of stuff. And then, but I have to say, like, I was like, um, you know, I was a Beatles nerd. So I was like finding all the cool music on my own. Uh, Like mom and dad, they listen to great music and stuff. And it was super fun. But, like, I really learned, like, that, like, classic country stuff and all that from my grandparents. But then, like, sixth grade, I fell in love with the freaking Beatles. So it was all downhill from there. But um, I guess my first concert that I remember going to would – I think it was ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. And they were doing a – they were doing a co-bill. And I think I was, like, nine or – nine or ten – and uh, I was blown away because I was like a huge Southern rock fan. And I was just like, holy crap. 
this is this is awesome That's so cool. and it kind of blew up after that i started playing guitar like right after that so it was just like <laughs> when i when i saw that live i was like oh dude i gotta play guitar i'm a loser i think it's kind of funny because the weekend i met her was at we were at country thunder in wisconsin i think the last night of the of the thing sunday sunday, sunday zz top and winter yeah. skinner closed yep. out the show <laughs> weekend we met so uh, that's probably the same tour they're doing and he passed out on the lawn (laughs) hey it was was skinner man hey we're all guilty of that (laughs) i I passed out before skinner mind you it was during trick pony i fell asleep i was awake for skinner (laughs) (laughs) so you got you got to pick them well so no man that's awesome though as a first concert for talk about someone being hooked i always i always have talked about my first show was kiss my dad took me to see kiss when i was 15 and i was just blown away and hooked dude i think that's why i got my live concert need from my where i'm addicted to seeing these shows and i think seeing a show like that uh cz top and skinner man dude that was that probably definitely embedded some memories for you yeah dude (laughs) It was crazy. And my, my granddad got to go and now my granddad's like 84 and he's still kicking ass. I mean, he, he's, he's awesome. But it was, it was super fun to get to do all that with him and my dad. And I think it was just a guy's trip. I think we went down to like the beach and, and did the whole thing. So it was super fun. That's awesome, dude. That is, that is so cool, dude. So what really got you into like playing? Were you playing at that time? Were you playing guitar already at that time? So I, you know, being just a mute at first, I was just a music fan. And then that kind of led me on the path. Of, like I have to do it. And, um, but first started playing guitar when I was like, I don't know, like 11 or 12. Okay. And, um, but that's definitely what started it all. Yeah. You know, I was that concert gave you that itch. Like that, th- those concerts, once you go to that, you mm-hmm. know, you're kind of just addicted at that point. So it's like, you have no choice to play if, if it's, if it's something that you what was something you're self-taught on the guitar i I remember when i was younger i tried i tried so hard i even took lessons and i I couldn't get it (laughs) i was like no i own like six guitars but i don't play any of them (laughs) yeah but uh for you what was something that you found that was uh your go-to to help you help you kind of learn did you have like a go-to just kind of and this is gonna sound so so great but youtube man okay dude it was it was all it was youtube i mean like i like I had lessons. Yeah. And um, I would go to the lessons and like, and this, uh, this was probably when I was like 10 or 11. And yeah. I would go to the lessons and I would, I would hate it. I would be like, I'm, I'm never playing this. Like, I'm, I don't want to play guitar. Like, like, screw this. <laughs> and like, I was having to learn like scales and like, you know, just the traditional way of, of, you know, the theory and all that stuff. And say Metallica yeah. was probably your first one that you learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, man, screw this. Let's play some ACDC. Dude. I was like, the hell with this. And um, so I dropped out, you, you, you could say, of, of, the, of the guitar school, you know. And um, sat around for like a year or two and didn't pick up the instrument. And then went to the Skinner concert and you know, and it kind of went all downhill from there. I was like, I got to learn simple man. Yeah, and then yeah. from there, it just was like, once you learn one song, you it, wanna- you, you're so addicted, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I got to learn everything now. So <laughs> you just, it just sends you down a rabbit hole. So I love that you said YouTube, man, because that's the generation gap because mine was tablature books, dude. Like when I was like 15, 16, I was going to like oh, the, yeah, the local guitar store. I'm flipping through all the tab books. Like, Oh man, they got the new Metallica. Man, those are hard to read. You know, mm. I feel like our generation had it way easier because it's like, I mean, you can literally look up a video of somebody yeah. playing solo note for note and they slow it down. They, they put, you know, they put the camera angles on it where you can learn it. I mean, yep. just like note for note in, in, in 30 minutes, what would take y'all in a tab book? Yep. Like two days. You two know? weeks? So, See, what are you talking uh, about? Two days. Two weeks. <laughs> we still yeah. didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Your finger it's, goes it's, here. Uh, your other finger goes here. You str- oh, Okay, I got it. All right. <laughs> well, and you can tell, man, because it's it's so crazy watching like like Instagram videos or something of like, and there's like eight-year-olds who can play insane stuff note for note mm-hmm. and it's just like how are you so like what are you doing it's yeah. like this is amazing i think ain't, ain't kids so like that lately 
there's so many kids that are so good now because of all these, like, I mean, just the, the videos, honestly. Well, our son, we have an eight year old, man. He does that with Minecraft, dude. He'll sit there and watch a video on YouTube, like how to build something in Minecraft. And then here he is right on a switch, building it right away. And I'm like, it's amazing, dude. It's it's awesome. What? That's one good thing about technology, and I can't believe I'm saying that because it stresses me out to send a freaking email. Yes. But I can't believe I'm saying that, but it uh, that is one good thing about well, technology. Hey, man, that's, you can't send an email, but you can learn how to play guitar. So <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. There you go, man. That's, that's the way our brains work. So now the op- opposite end of things, you, you co-wrote uh, or co- co-writer credit on all 13 tracks on your debut album. For you, yeah. man, that's that's badass. I love that because I'm a huge fan of the songwriter. But when did songwriter writing come into play for you? Did you ever write like poetry back in the day, or did you maybe start writing around the same time with guitar? Or when did it come uh, in? I mean, in school, I was always a fan of history and ELA. You know, um, so I was a big reader. Yeah. Uh, you know that that whole time, and still try to be. You know, when I, but I fall short sometimes. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I've always been a fan of, of words, you know, and I never was like, you know, I, I can't, I don't have a Willie Nelson story of like, he turned into, you know, poetry in first grade and his teacher was like, you're, you're the best poet I've ever heard, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't have one of those stories, but I've always been a fan of, of words and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, one of my best friends, Channing Wilson, he, uh, he's from the same hometown I'm in, um, or I'm from and, uh, Lafette, Georgia. And, um, when I was like 15, 14 or 15, um, he would introduce me to like Guy Clark and, um, Towns Van Zandt and like all that stuff. And we met at a party one night and I played with him and, and we just become friends after that. And then he just showed me all that great music. Um, and he got to write with Guy a couple of times and it was just amazing to hear all those stories and hear all, and just hear the music for the first time, that style of music. Cause I was always like a rocker, you know, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Almond Brothers, Dwayne Almond, slide, put it in your <laughs> face and just, you know, just rock out. But when I heard that style of music, it was just, it was mind blowing. And then that's when it went into like. I started um, listening like Hayes Carl and all that. Oh, and then I found Brent Cobb and Adam Hood, and and, th- and then I found out that these were all Channing's friends. So <laughs> that that's just it was kind of amazing. So it just kind of all worked out, and it was all meant to be. And it was, but that's how I I found songwriting. And now you're getting um, cuts from some of your heroes out there and stuff, but like Drake White, Davison Brothers, Robert Randolph, Aaron Enderlin, man, just some amazing names, dude, that you're getting cuts with out there. Uh, yeah. Davison Brothers, those guys are West Virginia guys, right? Yeah, man, they're West Virginia cats. My, my, they're awesome. my dad went and saw a show in Wheeling, West Virginia, and this band opened up, and he talked about them for weeks, and he gave me their CD ones. He goes, Oh, you got to listen to these guys. They're so awesome. It was Davison brothers on there. And I'm like, all right. So every time I hear that name, I always remember that moment with my dad and everything. So that's cool. But those guys jam, dude. Oh yeah. They're sweethearts. They're great. They're great musicians. Oh yeah, dude. Awesome. So is there ever a song that you got cut, uh, that you kind of want to hang on for yourself that you're like, you know what? I really don't want to let this song go, but I got to do it. (laughs) Oh man. You know, not really, because the way I look at it, you know, I'm, I look at things old school and like, you know, you look at all of our heroes like, you know, Waylon and Willie and all those guys. And even is as cliche as that sounds, Waylon and Willie. But I mean, if you look at them, they were um, they put out songs, you know, both of them, the same song in the same year, you know, <laughs> in the same month. They didn't give a shit, man. So it was just it's so cool to see that. And like, I think the modern age industry puts so much stress on to put, putting something out. And it's like, you look at one of their careers and they put out 60 records, you know, Willie's at like, I think like a hundred and 180 records right now. It's like unreal. It's like, you don't have to put so much worry and anxiety and and it has to be perfect into this one thing and i think that's what a lot of people try to do these days and it's just stressful 
It's just because we're all making music. I, I mean, I put out that first record and I was ready to put out another one as soon as it yeah. was done because we waited a, a year, you know, to put it out. And it was just like, so I, I, I think if the song's good enough, both people, you know, but anybody who wants to cut it, will cut it and it'll do good. You know, if, if but it's all about the, it goes back to the song. I and love that. If the song yeah. is good. Then anybody can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I love that. And I go back to Jamie Johnson and color. Dude, that, that was a Trace Atkins song for a little bit. I mean, a lot yeah. of people don't know that, but Trace, Trace did end up cutting it and it was on a B side, but it was supposed yeah. to be a Trace Atkins single and it got pulled and it got given back to Jamie. I, I think it was what I heard. And then Jamie yeah. released it as a single because he got his record deal. I'm like, that could be yeah. a game changer. Who knows? But it's always, and it's about the songwriter too, man. Cause like I can hear someone that cut a song. I hear Jason Aldean sing a hundred times whatever song, but then you hear the songwriter sing it and you're like, dude, you're blown away. Oh man, yeah, dude. Well, it's just like it's just like Stapleton singing. Uh, uh, what's the what's the Josh Turner song? The your, ma- Turner, your uh, man, or whatever. Man. Yeah. It's like like what the shit, dude. I mean, it's like this is unreal. I always said that about uh, sorry, hey, sorry that I'm supposed to be cussing on here. By the way, I, yeah, I've been yeah, don't come, little, man, little we're all good. Yeah. yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, no, uh, what hurts the most, man? Rascal Flatts did that song, but I always loved Jeffrey Steele's version until I heard Aaron Lewis sing it. I was like, "Oh shit, who's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, oh dude, Jeffrey Steele's awesome. Oh dude, he's, he's a cat, dude. He's one of the best ones out there. He's so a, he's, a, he's a funny bird. I love it. <laughs> he's awesome. So you turned twenty one and you jumped the gun and went. What finally made you make that last minute jump or finally make that push from Georgia to Nashville, dude? Kind of um, make that move. Man, there was there was no really jump. I, I I had it in in my mind that I you know I I wanted to move. Well, you're traveling for a little bit back and forth, right? Nineteen, um, or even even before that, but started thinking seriously about it like nineteen or twenty, and then I was just like, yeah, I might as well wait one more year. So, because most of Nashville is networking, you know, mm-hmm. at, when you first get up here, it's not really anymore because it just drains you of of going out every night and all that kind of crap, but. But at the at the beginning, you have to go meet your friend group and and meet the people that mm-hmm. that you love, you know, and and that you that you want to hang out with and want to write with, and uh, you really can't get in anywhere in Nashville if you're not 21. So I was just like, I didn't have a fake, uh, so yeah. I was just like, I, I might as well just wait a year and go up there and really do it. And if somebody asked me, you want to go get a beer, I can say yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind of what made me wait till 21 yeah. and but there's some badasses up here moved here at like 16 that are probably listening to this being like <laughs> shit but like i mean it's it's so cool to hear those stories too it's like man i moved up here at like 16 or 17 my parents moved me up here and it's like i've been you know sneaking into bars and all that crap it's like holy crap y'all y'all got some <laughs> yeah. stories to tell mm-hmm. you always but, hear, uh, hear those stories yeah, was like that's all what right made me wait till 21. <laughs> hey you gotta you have to play by the books too man you gotta do it man in order to get hired or anything else you probably had to be like i gotta be 21 to do it so why why make the jump now why why move up there and so no i love that man you finally got over there and started doing your thing you got into the good group of people dude uh you definitely networked the right way and that you you're right Net- nashville's all networking there and I, I think I saw something online. I was like, oh, you don't need a degree. Sometimes you just need good networking skills or whatever. And that's true, man. Networking can get you further than a degree can sometimes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like, I mean, at, first and foremost, it's all about the playing and, and, yeah. and trying to strive to be a good songwriter. But there is a lot to networking. And yep. it's like, I, I didn't, like, I hope that doesn't sound like it's all about networking because no. it, it, it isn't. But But at some point, you have to get into a bar to be able to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. well, I think it's all about support too. Like we've talked to so many yeah. people and everybody's so supportive of each other, you know, and it's not, oh, it's, yeah. it's not like, who do you know? It's like, Hey, how, what can I do for you to help you do better? You know, everybody seems sure. to be like trying to support yeah. each other. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing. I love yeah, everybody. You know, so supportive. That, that's that's the best thing about Nashville. <clears throat> Everybody's like, is it the musicianship? Is it the songwriting? Is it the, you know, whatever? But it's the community mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that that what makes it so cool. And I think that's why everybody is kind of addicted to it. Yeah. Because um, there's such a cool community 
you know, and there's a lot of crap to Nashville, but there's a lot of really cool, good people yeah. in Nashville. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is, and it's such a small world, too, when it comes down to it. It's so crazy to see how small a world it really is. And everybody that's worked with each other. So it's cool because you're kind of doing that now. We talked a little bit about this on our interview we shared uh, about a week or so, actually just a few days ago. But uh, Peach Jam, man, that's kind of where you're pulling all your friends in, man. I want to talk a little bit more about this because this is something cool uh, that you started this year. Is it fresh for 2022, right? Yeah, well, we did two last year, okay. um, just kind of at separate times. Um, and then my manager, Mandolin Montic, she was like, hey, we should make this like a, a every month thing. And um, it was, it's been awesome, man. It, we're on, I guess, going on month eight now. So it's, it's, it's getting there. We're finally getting all the kinks worked out. And I'm sure y'all know, I mean, doing a podcast and everything, yeah. there's, at first there's going to be some. Always. <laughs> and stuff, but it's finally getting to where it's, it's really, it's a really cool vibe and everybody just seems to enjoy it. We have a lot of the same folks come and it's, it's awesome. It's becoming like a family. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's cool, man. You're creating some cool memories. I put in here, creating cool memories in intimate spaces. Cause it only holds like 150 people. And yeah. You just never know. And it's just a jam. And, I know, I know uh, you're talking about how you grew up in the Grateful Dead and all the jam bands and everything else. You guys just get up there and have an all-out jam, and that's what I love about that. And I got to get down yeah, for one. <laughs> I got to get down for one of these, man. These sound awesome. Do you think you're going to take it into next year and keep it going for a little bit? Man, I hope so. I, I hope. Um, and we've already been talking about it. So I, I think it's I think it's going to happen. They're just going to oh, keep yeah. it going because um, it's almost too fun to stop. Right. So. <laughs> And like I always say, as long as there's a man and as long as people are coming out and, and enjoying it, keep doing it, man. As long as as long as there's a space to do it and man, you're killing it with that too. So but speaking of like cool intimate places and like cool venues, uh we even talked a little bit about Jamie Johnson. I'm gonna throw this up here, but uh uh Brushy Mountain and then even the Caverns. A couple of places yeah. that are on my top venue list right now where I wanna see some shows. Tell me a yeah. little bit about these places, man. What just kind of playing each of them and for you, like, what it meant yeah. for you to play some some kind of newer iconic venues? Yeah, oh, dude, it was the Caverns was was one of my favorite shows of all time. It, it was so cool, and then we were opening up for Marshall Tucker Band, which Hell is yeah. like one of my. I mean, they're they're my heroes, and um, it was just so cool. It was. It's literally. I mean, if you haven't seen it in person, it's it's crazy, and it, it looks big. And I, I can see the picture; it looks big in this picture. But once you get in there, it's like so tight and so cool, and like so just like it. It's a freaking cave. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's just like I don't know how to explain. It's it's something that you really can't explain, and the sounds really cool in there. You oh, wouldn't I think bet. that good. But it's it's really really cool. When I was a kid, I used to go camping all the time in a cave, and when I saw that they're going to do a music venue inside a cave, I was like, "Dude, this is going to be awesome!" And it's right outside Nashville. It's not far outside Nashville, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's like an hour and a half from Nashville. It's that is bad. awesome. That's cool. And then the old prison too, man. The oh, old state dude. pen. So the the <laughs> prison. Um, one of our family friends actually owns the the prison and um and my brother-in-law is actually best friends with him and um so i've been hearing about brushy forever and and, (laughs) in the the makings when they were trying to turn it into like a venue and everything and it finally got done and they got jamie and uh we went it dude it's it's one of the coolest venues was that the first one the first Um, first this wasn't the first show okay um I was going to say, damn, you got to play the first one. That would have been awesome. I think, I think they had a couple of shows before. Nice, but dude. This was, I think this was the first sellout that they had, and it was so cool. It was, <laughs> Hell yeah. it was, it was, it's beautiful over there. So you're in the mountains. You're like mm-hmm. north of Knoxville, um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's right in the map. Like you're like, it's in a holler like the the prison itself is so when you go outside in the yard uh then that's where like the the stage is where yeah. they used to like play basketball and shit it was it was, it was crazy that is so um, cool. but um you're just looking up at mountains you know, like the, the whole way around so it was awesome and the sound was really cool and uh i think we're gonna do a few more shows over there um later this year 
or uh, early next year. So it's nice. Uh, I might have to try to get down to one of these, man. That's, yeah. that Dude, sounds I gotta awesome. come. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. Sound That'd awesome. be a cool little venue mm-hmm. to check out too. Just even walk around if they did tours like inside the prison too. I I love old prisons, man. I grew up around West Virginia, and uh, man, they had the West Virginia Penitentiary out there, and seeing these old prisons are always fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's so cool. The so, history behind all of them are, are really cool. So yeah, it's, it's nuts history at that one. They have some wacko stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right it's up Aaron's alley. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. We could definitely we'll, we'll have to talk a little more about those one day. Well, we'll have to get you to that lounge here in Illinois one time, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk some About stories. to say, dude. Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> we'll talk some, some stories. stories. <laughs> so. We're talking a little bit, or during the the episode, I've been showing a lot of pictures, and you, you see a little bit with a girl next to you. But your girlfriend's in the business too, man. Um, and I want to kind of ask you about dating another songwriter, and how do, how do you think that really helps? Because I was listening, kind of prepping for this episode, so I really don't want to talk about a lot of the same stuff. But Matt Burrell on In the Round podcast had both of you guys on, and he really talked a lot about it and touched on about kind of like. Normally, when songwriters want to write, they want to write about their significant other sometimes, either if they're happy with them or sad with them, one or the other. So how is that kind of like writing with her and everything and kind of being vulnerable and trying to be that vulnerable with this person that you're writing about almost? Well, uh, sometimes. Sometimes it's hell. No, I'm I'm just kidding. But um, it's awesome, dude. We we have so much fun together. Um, And it's so so wild how we can um it's so wild how how well we know each other now um and it's just it's grown into something really beautiful and really cool and uh just like i was telling y'all before we wrote two songs today and it was just like it's so cool just being like sitting there watching tv and be like hey you want to write a song and it's (laughs) like no man and we've come to you know there's there's some stuff that we you know we fight on and and yeah, you uh, always will and butt heads on especially <laughs> in the writing room but then when it's when it happens it's almost magic so it's it's really cool i could tell you guys are two old souls and you guys just click on it i, I love seeing that too about you too um I, I love your story, so it's really cool. If you guys are listening out there, definitely go check out that podcast with both of them on there. Phenomenal. I actually learned oh, yeah. something really cool. Meg said something. What, what did I say? You, or She made a quote, and I'm like living by uh The goal is to get paid to do the things you pay to do. And when I heard that, I was like, dude, it clicked because mm-hmm. right now I'm trying to really get this whole photography thing, this content thing to take off, and I'm, I'm paying to do different things, and I'm doing it because I love it man and honestly yeah. and one day i know that's going to turn into me me making money doing it and you know what if i gotta spend a little bit to do it I, i'm gonna do it but that's yeah. the goal man to get paid to do the things you pay to do because it definitely is man. if you're paying to do it it means you love it so you're right, you're right. <laughs> get paid what you what you love right so yeah. dude this has been awesome I love just sitting here and chatting with you, dude. <laughs> I could do it forever. <laughs> I could do it forever, man. How's how's the tour with Musket been going? We got to see you in Chicago for a little bit, dude. It's been going so great. They're such good dudes, and they really treated me like family. And uh, we play a song together every night, oh, yeah. and they just really try to support me. And it's it's really awesome. Like if I ever get to the point that they're at and get to have an opener. I've learned how to treat an opener. Oh, they, yeah. have, they have treated me really, really great. So I can't say enough about them. They're they're really great guys I and really that. good musicians. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, you guys freaking rock Joe's man? Yeah, I'm t- that was oh, one dude, of the, that was so fun. Oh my god, one of the best shows I've seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah, I haven't seen a show like when that probably so since like the good. Eric Church days and stuff. Man, that was like that it was blew. amazing. Even yeah. I think Joe's was shaking a little bit after that show. <laughs> no, the whole night, everyone was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. It was, it was really fun. And the it crowd was, was good there, too. Yes, God, yes. Dude. It was a good crowd. Yeah, it was, a, man, it was packed. It was. <laughs> it was awesome. So I love it. It's always, it's always fun when you get a club like that and they and they get all packed in there like that. Those are oh, Those are just... That's what you live for right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And then Cadillac 3 just announced their their fall tour. Yeah. You got a few dates on that. Man, how, that's going to be awesome. I think oh, you're coming yeah. to like Peoria, too. I got to yeah. check that yeah. out. 
Yep. So that's close to y'all, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to drive down and see that show. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and we're actually doing full band on those. Oh, um, are you? Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I'm definitely going to. Super fun, man. Super are you doing when you come up to Milwaukee with uh was it William Clark Green? Was it your yeah. Are you full yeah. band then or is that acoustic? No, no, no. I'm okay. uh he's he's being kind enough to let me ride on the bus. So I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna uh just do acoustic on this. All right, so I'm gonna make sure I get one of these Cadillac three shows, man. I want to see you jam with a full band. I'm sure it's yeah, pretty dude, damn it's epic. So <laughs> we have blast. That's cool, man. So Dude, if you don't mind, we'd love to get you to... Oh, actually, before you do that, I'm like skipping a whole part. I like, I'm like, dude, like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> I was going to get you to start playing. <laughs> it's that damn thing we were talking about before we went live. That's what it was. I'm telling you. I think so. <laughs> he is all on I'm all over today. the place. No, man. So this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Fast on Memphis. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Earlier, we're going to move on to our sponsored by Powered by Powered Poddex, our sponsored <laughs> section of the night. So I came and talk. I got all, all clustered over here. But um, we pulled a couple <laughs> of cards earlier in the night, and one of them was, which large music festival would you like to play? And what's been the best festival you've had played so far? Cause I know you, you love the old jam bands, and you love the, the whole, like, I think Bonnaroo is a whole big-ass festival. Well, what's, like, one of the coolest festivals you got to play, and then what's one that you still on your list that you're like, dude, I got to play this festival? Um, man, to be honest with you, I've only played a couple of festivals so far. Um, just getting into that world. And, yeah. but dude, the, my hometown does a, does a festival every year and, uh, we played it this year and it was, it was so fun. So I would have to say that one. And then, um, definitely one I want to play forever. I've always wanted to play it cause it's like an hour and a half from my house is Bonnaroo. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hopefully, in the next year or two, we're going to do Bonnaroo. And they've so. they've been allowing, or not even I don't want to say country because you're not even. I mean, country music's so wide range now. But like, listen, you're just such a jam band. Like, you just jam on. That's what I love about like watching one of your shows and just seeing you because you go there, you're getting a freaking performance out of you, dude. You're out there jamming, so you would fit perfect. And Bonnaroo's allowing, like, not allowing, but they're they're branching out and getting so much different genres no, in they there are, lately, man. dude. And I like, love that. Like a direct line from Nashville as yeah. well on like the booking of that. So yep. hopefully we're we're getting this. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, buddy. And when you're there, I'm coming out. I've never been to Bonnaroo, so I'm either break my 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 Bonnaroo card. Yeah, my right. Bonnaroo card. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see y'all there. I'm about to come out for that one. That'll be a fun one. And our yeah. second one, we pulled. Uh, are there any shows you played uh, up to this date that stand out as most memorable to you? Maybe something that was in your hometown like you just talked about or anything like that that just really stand out you're like you know what i'm never gonna forget this night man there is a lot of <laughs> like that. uh there but i man i guess the first first gig that i that i really remember uh playing you know that we did okay at you know uh it was at a vfw and i was i was like 15 and um everybody was messed up in there and 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 <laughs> and i remember it and uh and then we started doing like a monthly gig there and uh i did it with a band uh full of these older guys that are some of my best friends still they're great musicians but um th- those are the nights that i remember the most oh yeah man because uh, that was that was kind of um when I was staying really, really sober, and and, and so I could remember everything. Yeah. You know? So it was, uh, but man, those, those were some of the best nights ever. You know, yeah, it, was, it was just when you were young enough to when you hit a lick right, you were like, oh man, you still get excited, yeah. you know. And yeah. and and now it's just you know, it's like all right, we're we're this is fun, you know. But at there's that moment, and in, in any 
guitar player or, or, or singer's stage when they hit something right for the first time. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah. I, I'm sure that debut at Joe's Bar is going to stick in your mind for a while, too. <laughs> oh, dude, that was fun. That was fun. You had Angie out there. Everybody came out to see you that night, man. That was a cool little crowd out there for you. It was cool. <laughs> It was so we we're, were very lucky to be there and witness that, man. So yeah, I'm so glad y'all were. Hell yeah. So we're going to move into a fun segment. You're going to like this. I got four songs I picked out. There's going to be some fun ones. Uh, first memory you get with this song, we're going to talk about for a quick second. So we're going to go ahead and play. Oh, this would be a good one. Play the yellow one. All right. So when you're hearing Tom Petty, Last Dance, Mary Jane, man, where's it taking you? When I'm like 16, smoking <laughs> weed with my high school friends, definitely. Oh, dude. We would turn that song on. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Uh, but oh, dude, we would turn that song on and go to town. It was so fun. It's Those awesome. are some of my best memories ever. I love that because that's probably my same memory with that because that song came out and, in the mid Definitely like <laughs> definitely playing with with like my first cover band. And us doing that song. Definitely. <laughs> I have that memory too. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Go ahead and play the green one real quick. This would be a good one. Talking a little Grateful Dead. So Casey Jones, Grateful Dead. When, when you're hearing this, same memory, 16? <laughs> uh, well, almost, man. Uh, that was more so like... Um, man, I have to say, when my sister became like a deadhead, I really got into into the dead, so that 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 puts me with my sister right there. So that's that's a good memory for but me. For just me. like that that whole scene, her <laughs> husband is like a huge deadhead. Uh, shout out to Chad. Hell yeah, man! But uh, but and he uh, he schooled me on some Grateful Dead, so now I'm a forever fan. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was the whole. Remember, I don't know if you've seen this guy running around now. He has the He'll, he'll see the people wearing the band shirts like name three songs, da da da, da whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was me in high school. So I wore a Grateful Dead shirt once at school, and someone's like name three songs. I'm like, uh, so I, I didn't know. I went home and I learned three songs that <laughs> night. And I, <laughs> and I became a Dead fan ever since then. And Casey Jones was one of the first ones because I was like, oh, dude, Casey Jones, like, so good. Oh, man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Casey Jones. I'm gonna play this song, and I'm like, all right, I love this song. <laughs> but I'll never yeah. forget that kid in school who called me out. I was like, all right. I got you, dude. I'm, I'm coming back tomorrow knowing six. <laughs> All right, let's go hit green again. <laughs> Told you I got some good ones. So whipping post, man. When you when you hear whipping post, Almond Brothers, where's it gonna take you? Uh to my room, to my bedroom <laughs> when I was like 14 trying to learn those licks. Uh <laughs> That uh, and and doing it old school because I'd watched so many videos of rock stars being like, we listened to it in our bedroom on vinyl and we repeated it so much till we couldn't play the vinyl anymore. <laughs> and I was like, well, I am just a big sissy if I don't do that. So I'm going to go do that. And so I probably wore out a couple of Vollman Brothers records doing that. And definitely that that was from Fillmore East. Uh and live yep. at the Fillmore, and that is definitely a record that I wore out. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Well, this last one, I read somewhere that you're a huge fan of this person, so let's see. I, I love this next song. Go ahead. Hang me. They ought to take a rope and hang me. <laughs> from so when you hear Dang Me, man, Roger Miller, where's it taking you, dude? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so that's in the batch of uh, – well, I've always known that song since that's 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 one of the that's one of the famous ones that you know the song but you don't know who it is. Yep. It's one of those deals. And then uh but when I got on the Channing Wilson songwriting rabbit hole, Roger Miller quickly became one of my favorite songwriters yeah, yeah. in the world. And him and John Hartford to me are still some of the two best songwriters that have ever lived. And I know his ever, son was writing for a little bit. Lived. So. Um, he's he's the best. Roger Miller is definitely the best. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I love that song because uh, I mean, diehard church fan, you know that. And he sang it once on GAC way back when. Yeah, man. And he's like, I'll never sing that song again. 
And there was one time, it was my birthday, it was in Memphis. I was like, dude, you got to sing this song for me. He was like, all right, it'll be the only time I ever say it. It's still on YouTube somewhere. But I got like a little 30-second clip of Church singing Dang Me by Roger Miller, dude. It's one of my favorites. So I'm like, hell yeah, I got a little bit out of them. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But it was cool, dude. I always love that song, dude. I always love a big, big Roger Miller fan. So I, I love how we connected on that level. <laughs> I know, dude. He's so good. He's such a genius. All right. Well, before we move on and get you to play us a tune, before we say goodbye for for the night, we're going to put on the hot seat. So this is kind of the same concept. 60 seconds on the clock. We're going to try to do 10 questions, and we're going to see how fast we get through it. Go ahead and play okay. that music. All right. Your first vinyl you ever purchased? Oh, uh, let it be. All right. If you had an endless supply of something, what would it be? Weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who has the best pizza? Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, probably Papa John's Ooh, if you're okay. getting it from fast food, you know. <laughs> the strangest thing you've ever seen in the middle of the road? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's not going to be weird, just a turtle. Uh, All right. Oh, next question, next question. <laughs> Who would you want to duel in a guitar duel? So if you versus someone else, well, I'm not good, so there? nobody, oh, somebody, somebody, somebody who, somebody you who, wail uh, on that damn thing. Playing. <laughs> What's one thing people buy you think is a waste of money? Um, um, oh man, Weed. a lot of a lot of things. Um. Uh, cheap guitars. Oh, all right. That's a good one. What's a song you wish you wrote? Oh, um, L.A. Freeway, Guy Clark. All right, that's a good one. This one, we probably know the answer, but this is going to be a fun one for you. If you had to pick one, drink a little drink or smoke a little smoke? Oh, smoke a little smoke. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite microwavable food? Ooh, um, uh, pizza rolls. Oh, all right. I love, I love that. The last one, uh, you got to do some cool stuff, man. You got to just some cool things in your career, man. What's one thing that's still on your bucket list that you want to do? Is it a special venue you play? Maybe have like a number one song. What's something that's on your musical bucket list? Uh, definitely want to play the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, really bad. Nice. That's just being from the country. That's <laughs> that's the mecca of meccas. So if you play the Grand Ole Opry. You can uh, you can die happy from mm. where I'm from. What's your first memory you have with Grand Ole Opry? What was it? Um, uh, well, actually, it was I learned about the Grand Ole Opry when when my granddad and, and me we, we were we went to uh, the Ryman, Hell and it was yeah. before the flood. Yeah, and uh, it was when they still had the the actual stage. You know, they had the circle cut out that they moved to the new Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, but they had the the stage still there, and uh, getting to step on that stage, and then saying that they cut out a hole and moved <laughs> it over there. I was like, well, I got to stand on that hole, so I <laughs> I got to stand on the damn circle. So, uh, so that's. That's always been a, a bucket list one for me. Yeah, that's cool, man. That, that's really cool. I remember when they used to do it there. They used to have like Tuesday night opera at the Ryman. Like we saw a couple of opera mm-hmm. at the Ryman shows, mm-hmm. man. I always yeah. talk about uh, one of my favorite moments, man. Church had the song Lightning and GAC refused to play the music video for it because it's about a kid in a freaking electric chair and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And they did Opry Live or GAC Live at the Ryman. It was an Opry show, and Church closed with lightning. And you could hear the pin yeah, drop, dude, awesome. because everybody's like, oh, my God, he's playing this song on TV. <laughs> that's cool, man. But that was a big FU moment, so I always love those. Yeah, dude. I love <laughs> FU moments. Those are fun. So before we wrap up, I always ask if you won't mind playing one for us. Uh, I picked, if you don't mind, Hippie Speedball, but if you you can play whatever. Uh, I just want to know the story behind the song before you play it. <laughs> Man, uh, I'll do Hippie Speedball. All right. That. That's one of my favorites. I love that song. You know, I love that song. <laughs> Let me find a pick laying around here. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, Meg and I. Hold on. I'll get back on the screen. It's all good, dude. Where were we? <laughs> they gave away his last pick. Was that Blarney? Nick Norman gave away? Was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but this, we wrote this back during COVID. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, we, we call COVID like it's a time period. Yeah. I wrote this back in BC 
No, but uh, we, we wrote this when COVID was going on, and um, uh, right at the height of it, right there, like March 2020. And we were just, we literally woke up every morning and, and went on the porch and smoked and, and drank coffee and, and tried to get an idea for a song. And uh, so that particular morning, we didn't have anything. And, you know, we'd been writing every day for a while there. And um, I was like, isn't this called a hippie speedball? <laughs> the coffee and, and weed. And we looked it up and. Meg was like, it is, it is. What's your write song about that? <laughs> so we, uh, we, we broke into the first verse very quickly. I mean, we, we wrote the first verse in like five seconds. And just, I think it was what, what we said and, um, or what we were doing at the time. And so, but. Um, I was like, this guy just wrote a song about my, every morning of mine. Yeah, that's like a, yeah, amazing story. Uh, but, but I got I got ADHD, so I take Adderall too. So I say that's a huge hippie speedball. Yeah, that, that's the Mac Daddy. Yeah. Uh, that's over the edge. So, all right, man, we're gonna go ahead and give you the stage, buddy. All right, there you go. Look back to crack up. Sitting in the morning, I drink my cup full, stock it up, and I take the flat. My gunning holes in my phone chain, my screws are coming loose. And you say that's just a side effect from the everyday. Nobody needs to book there, but I'm doing alright. I ain't on the pills. It ain't no global in a so your old and it suits me just fine. Now I get my fix and my dick off. Hit this people. It's a classic combination. Some say you kill my motivation. They tried to just one time and see what I was saying. Well, up there in the city, they put all them on the up and nose. But out here in the country, we got time to watch our grass grow. Nobody needs to book that, but I'm doing all right. Now, I ain't on the pills and I hardly drink wine. It ain't a bubble, it'll so your old and it suits me this fine. I get my fix, my dick on the best people. Oh, hit best people. And come and come, and say, you know what, up, mama, you know, I can't wait. Nine o'clock in the sky. Coming down for a while, coffee cup, ass train, roll it up, mama, you know I can't wait, not a cloud in the sky, I'll be coming down for a while, nobody needs to book me, I'm doing alright, I ain't on the pills and I hardly drink wine, let I ain't no blood in the soil roll, it suits me this man. I get my fix, my dick on. Hit this people. Oh, hit this people. Ah, oh, dude, you're awesome, man. So fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Julian looks over, she's like, he's so he's good. I'm so like, good. hell yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you jamming man that was awesome man thank you i love that dude so tell me a little bit about before we let you go about this the album you just put out um and yeah. where everybody could find it um yeah dude i made it from uh one of my best friends ever uh jake gear uh oh, my producer yeah. and uh publisher and um he's awesome dude and uh has 13 tracks on it and um which is unheard of now these days Every yeah album man. has like six or seven 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's got a little platter for you, but <laughs> um, but you can find it anywhere. Um, it's on literally all the streaming services and and all that jazz and on YouTube and all that stuff. So now, wherever you find your music, you can find it. Are you you fan of the old album process too? Back in the day, how people would make an album, like how they would feel like the whole album would come together as one, like a project. So is yeah. your is your more like a project? Oh yeah, hell oh, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, well, I I, I try to be. Hell you know, yeah. It's, it's, uh, sometimes it's harder than it. I than love it looks, that. But um, but yeah, man, I always try to follow that process for sure. <laughs> a very cohesive record. So. And it's an amazing record, guys. If you guys have not heard it, go check it out. Ben, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. Dude, hey, I had a blast, awesome man. This is so fun. <laughs> we got to get you back up here to Chicago shortly, dude. I just just jam out, man. Maybe have you bring the band or something. We'll have to do something, dude. Oh, man, dude. Mm-hmm. Anytime. We got to go visit a little place, too. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Rain check. Hell yeah, okay. dude. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next time, we'll, we'll make sure you got a couple extra hours next time. <laughs> There we go. That's that's all I need. All right, man. Well, you enjoy, you have a great night, man. We'll see you soon, dude. Awesome, man. Thank y'all so much for having. Me. All right, do you take Bye. care, man? Have a good night. See y'all. See you, man. Man, that was another fun show. I had a, a blast show. with him. Mm-hmm. He's so fun. He is just down to earth, kick back. Just he truly is like a get. A, you see what he gets type thing, soul. and dude, every song on that album too is just badass. Dude. I know. So, so good. Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta go to one of the full band shows. You know mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, I mean, my gosh, when he jammed with Muscadine, holy mm-hmm. cow! Can you imagine him like, with a band? <laughs> I was like, he's so yeah. Him with the band would be so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh For my sure. god, I would love to see that. All right, super well, talented man, guys. That was a fun show. I had a good one. And then I don't think we're gonna have one next week. Next week we're supposed to have one, but I think we're pushing it back. It was Warren Ziders. Uh, which I, I'm ex- so excited for him to come on the show. If you guys don't know who that is, you gotta check him out. But he has a new album that's gonna be coming out um, soon, so I think we're gonna push it back and closer to the album date, which would work better. So our next show is gonna be a little bit longer, maybe in our two weeks gap, but we're gonna get back on this every week. I promise you. But uh, I do hope you guys have an amazing night, and I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight on episode 135 with Ben Chapman. I mean, wow, the future he's going to have. I mean, just unbelievable. Ben is one of the hardest working guys uh, we know. And we were lucky to have crossed paths with him, and we wanted to wish him nothing but the best. And cannot wait to see what the rest of 2022 brings and even 2023 brings for this guy. So uh, don't forget to catch up on everything you missed tonight and past episodes at GainingFastOnMemphis.com. And, uh, yeah, we cannot wait to see you guys next week or the week after. Sorry about that. (laughs) See you guys soon. Bye. Have a good night. The Gain and Fast on Memphis podcast with Aaron Shriver is brought to you by Arlo Revolution. As we close the book on another chapter, remember, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Next week, Aaron connects more melodies and memories with other fans and the artists they love. Thanks for being a part of this musical journey, and we'll see you next time on the Gain and Fast on Memphis podcast with Aaron Shriver.